Hello, everybody. Welcome to You Me Them Everybody. Even though on the sign outside it says You Me Them Everyone. Welcome to You Me Them Everybody. We've only been doing this for six years. Oh. Oh, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. We're going to have so much fun together. This is part of the 202 Comedy Festival. Um, so if you are listening at home and you have no idea what we're talking about, thanks for downloading. That's very kind of you. I appreciate that. The 202 Comedy Festival is is a chance to highlight all the funny people that live and or used to live in Washington, D.C. And Sean Joyce is uh, one of the main reasons behind that. I would like to say the only reason, but he has co-producers and they'd be upset, even though they didn't do nearly as much work. This isn't a cheap ploy for applause either. It's going to get really awkward. Sean's in the room right now and he won't make eye contact with me because he's uncomfortable. No, Sean is a fantastic performer. And um, like most other, co every comedy festival, there's always like one or two people that do all the work. And he, he did all the work for this one. Um, if you've gone to Beer Baron in the last few years, if you've gone to the big hunt in the last few years, and it's been a sold-out, successful show, it's because of Sean. That, that is an amazing thing, because both of those places smell like pee-pee and poo-poo, and you made people <laughs> want to go there, and that's impressive. That's not a joke. Um, and one of the reasons why... Stop, that's enough for him. He's got ten fucking shows. He'll hear enough acclaim. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring that up is because... Uh, so many people that I've seen in the last few days, I haven't seen in a very long time, one of which will be on the show later tonight. Um, and all it reminded me of, seeing these amazingly funny people come back to Washington, D.C., is I'm so, so happy that I never moved to New York City. Um, <laughs> here's why. I like being married. <laughs> That's it. That's the only reason why. All of you people are miserable. I love it so much. Friends of mine with television shows, they are on the television promoting whatever they want, saying whatever they want. They're fucking miserable. I love it so Everyone's got a drug problem or a food problem or a food problem that relates to their drug problem. It's a wonderful cycle that I'm not a part of. I threw my back out gardening yesterday. I almost had to cancel a show because I couldn't move from the couch because I spent too much time gardening and then I watched too many episodes of Drag Race in a row, and I forgot that my back hurt, and then it was hard to get off the couch. I am a great human being, and I am living my life to its fullest. I am glad I didn't move to New York City. Speaking of Drag Race, everything in life is a fucking joke, and I mean that in the most pleasant way in every way. I love it so much. It's, it's, you got to take the piss out of everything. That's a Norm Corrington line I stole, everybody, because he's British. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for the listener at home, uh, we had two warm-up comics, one of which was Norm Corrington, and he did a fantastic job, and this is me. I don't know if this is pandering or insulting you. I am so glad you got married because your first three minutes were way funnier than your last three hours that I've seen. Keep staying married. You're a funnier person for that. Anyways, <laughs> the thing that I love about Drag Race is the exact same thing I love about pro wrestling. Now, the Venn diagram of the people that like that is me. I know that. But in theory, if you're listening to a podcast in a cubicle, it means you're white, and it means you've at least watched pro wrestling once. And then if you like Drag Race, you're just a fantastic human being, and we should talk after the show about anything. I love you, and you love me. Barney, everybody. It's a TV show. Anyways, pro wrestling and Drag Race have the exact same thing in common. It's called heat. Heat is the idea of becoming popular, becoming angry, becoming happy, becoming sad. For example, there's this man I'm touching right now. His name is Legba. Legba is a, is a fantastic man, right? Now, he likes to capture heat by saying crazy things and to pull out his drugs that he's going to consume later in front of you and go, I wonder what this pill is. You know what that pill is. You brought it to the bar, and now you're showing everyone. You're trying to capture heat. 
It makes sense. Now, there's a famous professional wrestler. His name was Gorgeous George. Now, Gorgeous George was... Thank you. No, don't apologize, Alexandra. You're a fantastic human being, but you're literally going to have a time on this idea of a stage in 10 minutes, so shut the fuck up for now. I'm playing the role of a villain. It's heat. I'm catching negative heat. Anyways, Gorgeous George was a professional wrestler in the 1950s and the 40s. Now, one of the main reasons why Gorgeous George was so popular is because he liked to wear his hair in curlers and come out in a robe and do things that were flamboyant and thought of as gay. Gorgeous George was about 240 pounds. (laughs) He had a wife and then a second wife, and he loved to fuck, but it didn't matter because people thought he was gay and he had bobby pins. He would hand out bobby pins. It was amazing. Gorgeous George was stolen from and borrowed from from seemingly every wrestler since. Ric Flair is the biggest example. Now, I understand that none of you give a shit about that. Whoever said woo, I love dearly. But you know who did fucking understand Gorgeous George? RuPaul. (laughs) RuPaul motherfucking Charles understood Gorgeous George. Why? Well, Gorgeous George didn't start out as Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George started out as just a guy that wrestled. No one gives a shit if you're just a guy that wrestles. This relates to stand-up comedy. No one gives a shit if you're a white guy with a beard that can't date. Fickin' figure it out, run around the block, take a shave, it'll work. But RuPaul's career didn't take off right away. RuPaul was 32 when Supermodel came out, okay? That's a long time to be in a subculture just fucking figuring it out. Same thing with wrestling, same thing with RuPaul. Now, RuPaul is obviously amazing, and the fact that none of you have heckled means you're on the same page historically as me. Good job. Most successful professional wrestler of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin. You might know him as the guy that said, fuck you, I'm Stone Cold. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> and he liked things like drinking beer and saying, fuck you to the man. But it was all a play because the man was actually the guy signing his checks. And you can't really piss off the boss that much. It's a play. It's all a play. Same thing with RuPaul. Before Stone Cold Steve Austin was Steve Austin, he was part of a tag team called the Hollywood Blondes. They played up the idea that they were prettier than you, like RuPaul, like Gorgeous George. And here's where it gets to the modern era. <laughs> There's a political election going on right now for the presidency of the United States of America. Norm Corrington doesn't know about that because he's a dirty foreigner. Get the fuck out of here. I just like doing that. It's fun. Because it's still okay to make fun of white guys. I'm going to just have to make fun of you forever. That's just... Be born differently, bro. Change your style. RuPaul, it's all fuck. Put on a wig. Have some fun. Take a shave. That's a new phrase. I've never said that before. It's the second time I've said it. It's now a thing. I'm going with that thing. It's way more fun. Take a shave, everybody. The two most popular people in the world right now, Donald Trump and Kanye West. They both deserve it, and they're both doing the exact same things as Gorgeous George. Not a joke. They're playing with ideas. Nothing either of them says is real. Do you not know that? It's all for funs and for giggles. Like, it's not a real thing. As soon as you can't make money, they change the gimmick. That's how wrestling works. That's how drag race works. And if you're not going to pay attention to drag race, just fucking kill yourself because it's the fucking Bible of television. I, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad you're here. But part of me really wishes I was catching up on season seven of drag race. And that's not even a good season, everybody. That's not even the current season, and I want to watch... I'm so glad you're here. You made it out of your house. You fought the battle. You're doing a good job. Anyways, Kanye West has a new line on his new record, and he's equal parts Steve Austin and some other motherfucker named Steve. I just did a table. (laughs) Spilled some water. He's right. He is part Steve Austin. They're all just taking characters. I don't wear a suit when I go to bed. I don't garden in a suit, but when I'm out here, I'm playing a character. I'm playing a role. We're all playing roles. 
And if you can't get that, you're not going to have any fun. So what I'm trying to say is RuPaul for president and then a close second Donald Trump for president because it's going to be so much fun, guys. Don't you get it? It's going to be full of giggles. No one gets it? All right, fine. I'm a, uh, by the way, this is the first show in Petworth where it's a fucking pro-Trump rally. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's what we're doing. We're changing the game. We're the only pro-Trump comics out here. It's for giggles. You guys don't know that? Oh, I'm a straight white man that it's ever, everything ever? I get it now. I'm so sorry. I didn't understand that part of the whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, coming to the stage is, an, is uh, my co-host. She's also a straight white male. She's going to be so fantastic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for my, straight, my favorite straight white male, Allison. Everybody, Allison. Hi, everybody. White power. Yeah. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> Whoa. Now, for the listener at home... Allison is a white man. <laughs> yes, and my dick is huge. Thank you. Is no? it bigger than this? Uh, yes. Hell yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. That's wow. one of Stone Cold's lines. Yeah? Do you watch Drag Race? I love Drag Race. Oh, good. What's your favorite? Um, Latrice. Latrice motherfucking Royale. Oh Here's the thing God. you gotta know <laughs> about Latrice Royale. May I? Please, please. Okay. I'm so glad that you're so excited for this. Please don't have an aneurysm. I okay. can't carry the show on my own. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know who can? Latrice motherfucking Royale. Amen. Here's how and here's why. Latrice motherfucking Royale, she says Latrice motherfucking Royale. I'm not just adding the motherfucker. That's her, go- that's her legal name. You have to say it every time. <laughs> so Latrice motherfucking Royale is a drag queen from Florida. Uh, older. Yes. Bigger. Yes. About 300 pounds, probably at this point 45. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. We want her to live forever, so hopefully not. Anyways... Latrice was on the best season of Drag Race of all time. So good. Season four. Oh, my God. Jesus is a biscuit. God, that's so good. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but she didn't win because she was against Sharon Needles. The but best. Sharon Needles is amazing. Exactly. I met Sharon Needles. Wait, let's I talk about died. Latrice. We need to talk about inspiration I know, for like one a second. People just died here. This is the exact opposite. No, this is the opposite. See, Latrice Royale went to prison. What? She went to prison because she had a Klonopin. And then didn't check in with her parole officer and then ended up in jail. This is I listened to RuPaul's podcast yesterday about Latrice Royale <laughs> with Latrice Royale. I'm not joking. <laughs> Latrice Royale went to prison as a drag queen and then 10 years later was on RuPaul's Drag Race. Didn't win, but won Miss Congeniality, Congeniality, which is a prize they give if you love Sandra Bullock films. They just give you that prize. No, it's a fan-voted thing. And if they love you, you get that. And it's she deserved it. By the way, I will use the pronoun he and she uh, in a fluid way because that's what they do on Drag Race. Because that's how the world should work. These British people, like Norm Corrington, come in here and try to fucking gender profile us. (laughs) Fuck you. Get out of here. Pro-Trump 2016. Here's what I'm saying. (laughs) Latrice Royale is an inspiration to all of us. If we can't get out of the bed of the day, she got out of the bed in prison... And then won a fucking drag competition. Yeah, Try please. fucking harder, everyone else besides Latrice motherfucking Royale. She's the shit. You met Sharon Needles. I did. How? Um, I was leaving a former radio show that I was on, and I was like, I know that chin. I know that chin. And I turned around. I was like, oh, my God, you're Sharon Needles. And she's like, yeah. Do you want a picture? And I was like, yeah, I do. I don't even know who the other drag queen was next to me, but I was like, 
I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't even want to talk to you. Um, um, was it a local drag queen? No. It, oh, fuck. No. You she fucked She was on up. Drag Race too, and I just didn't care. Oh, no, yeah. it wasn't Ivy. It wasn't Ivy it Winters. It actually was. Was it? No, no, stop, stop, stop. Are you sure it was in Alaska because they were dating? No, 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 no. Are you sure it was Ivy? Oh, shit. This queen knows everything. Thank you so much. So you've you've met Ivy Winters. I haven't. Okay, well then, go fucking find Ivy and bring her here. I, Thank you so much for contributing, by the way, because after the show, I'd love to talk to you about this current season of Drag Race. Are you watching? Did you like season seven? Thank you. Okay, good. So <laughs> I'm not crazy. I haven't. I've only talked to my wife about this. But now, season eight. Are you? Are you in? Thank you. Okay. Do you like Bob? Bob the drag. So do I. Now I don't know if I that's a. Love Bob, who do you love? Do you love anybody on this? Should, really? Should he huh. co-host this? No, show? no. It's still you. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're the straightest white man I know. I need you up here. Yeah, all I night. know my straight white dick. Hell yeah. Thank you. I'm not telling you how to sit because I don't know what's under your skirt. Well, I am a man. But part of me... Uh, I am a man. I'm going to man spread over here. That's what I was hoping my, you would do, one of these things, but my, I don't... You, I don't. My, we got to air my balls out. That's right. That's what I was trying to say. To you. So that's none how of, it works, right? So none of that was scripted. Balls! <laughs> we had prepared material, but I feel like we shouldn't it do any of it. doesn't matter anymore. Oh you know what? God. Oprah says, in life, there are no mistakes. No, that's wrong. There are so many mistakes. They still can't fucking spell the name right of the show on the chalkboard out front. That's a mistake. Oprah, come on. I know you're a billionaire. Oprah. Relax, Oprah. Relax, Oprah. Listen, as a straight white man, let me tell Oprah how to do her job. Well, as a straighter white man. (laughs) Can I shake your hand on that? Yes. Okay, so Allison has a tattoo on her right bicep? Yes, that is the arm that that is. And what does it say? It says, happy birthday. Go fuck yourself. Now, I think it, it should... How about on your left bicep, as a straighter white man? <laughs> I just... I, I'll pay for that one. Yeah, if you're paying for it. I'll pay for that tattoo. Is that a hate crime if I tattoo you I'm as a straighter white man? <laughs> Coming to the stage is our first guest. <laughs> um, do you want to play a song while I could get for the... <laughs> do you watch Drag Race? You're not going to play a song right now. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> Alexandra's going to come up here, and we're going to chit-chats. That's the plural for talk. And um, I have to stand now because I'm... No, no, you don't have to stand. Oh, okay. Here's it's, it's interesting. We've had some technical difficulties because classic You, Me, Them, Everybody style, we've had some technical difficulties. Um, they're going to share that microphone because if there's one thing I love in life, it's a, a doo-wop group sharing a microphone, so I'm going to have that happen with my straightest, whitest friend and uh, some guy that happens to be here. How, uh, this is like the third time you've done the show? Yes. Every single time you do the show, you're drinking. I, I drink when I'm talking because it gives me something to do when I'm not talking. Hell yeah. <laughs> if you see what I, no, you get it. I, you get I, it. Yeah. My drink is far too far from my hands. Thank you. I'd otherwise be drinking as well. No, All right. My like usual maneuver. Now I have a drink in my white hands. Otherwise I'm going to go stand over yeah. here. Put it in your hand, your white hand. <laughs> Well, this got really Did you Sauron, f- so Sauron in here, right? Is it Sauron or is it Saruman? Who has the white hand? It's Saruman. Who's got the whitest hands? Raise them up. Yeah, come on. Let me hear you, Petworth. <laughs> okay. That was funnier Raise when we did the show in 2010. This is terrible. Um, <laughs> now it's just a bunch of people at farmer's markets raising their hands. It's a little different. In the podcast crowd, it's getting weird. It's a podcast crowd. 
They're not used to this many women on microphone. It's crazy. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll change that soon. Okay. Um, no, the reason why I have you on the show a consistent amount is because you're a writer and you write things that people actually read and you work for a publication people actually read and you're smart enough to have books published and you've been on Jeopardy. But most importantly, you've created parody Twitter accounts that have won <laughs> awards. Yes, I did do that. Um, which is Emo Kylo Ren, which anyone who's seen episode seven of the Star Wars film, that's me, yeah. I, somebody's like, ah, like you specifically. The cool Do you need here. to say of the Star Wars films? <laughs> I think when you say episode seven, people get it. Oh, that's true, but I like to specify, just in case they think it's like another episode seven, like maybe, like RuPaul's something. Like nope. on this show, they could assume it was RuPaul's. Um, no, but yeah, so Kylo Ren, I like left the theater the second time I was seeing it of the 14 times that I have seen this movie. Hold on, wow. stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop, stop. Is that a JK? No, that is not a JK. I'm, I actually, I'm only counting 12 because I saw it twice partially because I got there after the credits and I'm like, I can't really count this uh, as a legitimate Star Wars obsessive. Uh, but you're making a face that is very difficult to describe to podcast listeners. That's She's correct. wearing Star Wars shoes, like pretty much whatever. Like, yeah, that's also true. This. No, I'm Allison. Do you know who that is? Uh, that is C3PO. Yes, he's my gay. Robot I grew up dad. in the suburbs. I know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a white man. <laughs> Thank you. No, we all get it. I would like to point out for the listener at home is when Allison said, I'm a white man, she walked to the center in front of the stage. <laughs> and that, I'm using the word stage very loosely here. Okay. So you won an award today? No, I won it on Monday, which was hilarious. Uh, because Mondays, am I right? Garfield. Um, <laughs> so, no, so like, this is all tied up. This, there's like a sort of a longish story. But I'm gonna, okay, so it's like tied up in like the worst performance experience I've ever had according to the reviews. And Jen was there for this. And like, so, it, well, you, you can tell me I, this. For the listener at home, Jen was agreeing because she saw you yeah. there, but then you kept saying it was bad and then she shook her head no. Okay, no, but so here's the thing. So it was like, I've had simultaneously the best experience and the worst experience because of Emo Kylo. Because, like, Emo Kylo Ren, like, did a, did a performance at this thing, like, DC, like, Comedia del Media, where it's, like, the funniest DC media people, which is, like, the nightmare that everyone in, like, flyover country has of DC. It's like, oh, like, the DC media people are going to get together and be funny. Um, actually, and Jen Tisdale won that, yeah. and she is pretty much the nightmare of flyover country America, so... <laughs> no. She, de she deservedly won She's that. She's a blonde woman with... Blonde, blonde hair, blue eyes woman that says whatever the fuck she wants. She is the nightmare of most of this country. It's amazing. No, it's, she was actually amazing, but it was also yeah. Like, she won. She was great. Yeah. No, like so she was correct and good, but I also did like a set as emo Kylo Ren. She was correct and good is my favorite line of any comedic performance. That's just, Everything's that's perfect. You continue. No, so I did a set as emo Kylo Ren, and like there was a. I'm like that went probably pretty okay because I was like I wore a mask and I was fully disguised, and people were like, "Who is this emo Star Wars kid reading poetry?" <laughs> and then the next morning, all the reviews were like, "Only the middle-aged white men in the audience thought this act was funny." A woman emerged from the bathroom and said, "What the." fuck is this? And I was like, this is my performance nightmare. Like, this is, like, the nightmare that I have that people will ever say about me is, like, only the middle 
middle-aged white men liked it. Women came out of the bathroom and were like, fuck, and threw their drinks away and left. And I was like, this is what I've created. I've become Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. Um, <laughs> How much do you love Garfield? Because that's your second Garfield so, reference So much. I'm only going to reference Garfield. Like, every time you reference RuPaul, I'll just be like, so Garfield said this great thing about lasagna in the 80s. <laughs> and it was marvelous. But, no. So then, like, Emo Kylo won an award, and I, like, showed up. But I'm also, like... So I got to go like informal wear to an awards show and sit on a red carpet because of this character. And I'm listening. Uh, so like I was like I'm gonna dress up and I'm gonna like try to be like noticed on a red carpet because that's like the dream of all like Instagram Americans. And so is that a thing, Instagram Americans? No, it's not a thing. I wish it, it was. It is now. Now it yeah. is. Sh- take a shave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And so Don't like, apologize. So I got to New York and I was like, okay, I'm going to like get dressed up with my face. Oh, this is in New York? This is in New York. I like got to New York for the Shorty Awards and I'm like, I'm going to get dressed with my face and hair so that like people will know because my face and hair are fancy that like the fact that I'm wearing a full Chewbacca dress <laughs> is like a joke. So I had like, I went to like got like my makeup done and this guy was like, your eyebrows are in the wrong place. And I'm like, I've often been told that. Um <laughs> Often? Yeah. No, people, I've always, like, at a nail salon, and they'll be like, your eyebrows are wrong. They do that. They're, like, very upset. They do that. Yeah. Blue Mercury, they have, like, $200 of mine because they told me my eyebrows were fucked up. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Your eyebrows are great. (laughs) Because I spent $200 for them to look this way. Yeah. Apparently, you can have dry eyebrows. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, no, they said mine looked like they were, like, lost and, like, wandering across my face. And I was like, okay. Your eyebrows are a thing. Yeah. Like, they will get you. No, so the guy's like, I'm just going to cover this up, and I'm going to put a different eyebrow where I think it should be. And I'm like, all right, great. So then I went to the show, and everyone's like, you look terrific, like, so natural, and, like, also, like, Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> so Those are opposites. But, no, so I committed to, like, the bit of having only one joke, which was the bit was like, they were going to ask me, like, who are you wearing? And I was going to be like, Chewbacca, because my dress, like, looked like I'd killed Chewbacca and put him on my body. As was, one does on a red carpet. Actually, I saw yeah. it. I saw a picture of you in it. What? You did? Okay. You looked amazing. No, because the guy put my eyebrows in a different place, and well, that's I why. I couldn't see your eyebrows. You look yeah. great. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it, is it objectifying you if we compliment your look if you just said how your eyebrows aren't your eyebrows? You, no, it's not objectifying. It's validating. I feel like a parking ticket. It's hey. like you are not your eyebrows. Hold on. <laughs> you, nothing has ever made me feel better of not going to an Ivy League school than to hear that from a Washington Post <laughs> columnist Harvard graduate that just wants compliments about her eyebrows. No, that's... Guys, this is America. Drop out of school right now. Yeah. Don't go to school. It's all bullshit. Just get your eyebrows done. Is that right? That's correct. Fantastic. And then Google about Star Trek. Is that all you're doing? Star Trek, I was being a dick and I said Google. Yeah. I think it's binging now. The kids bing. Um. Did you listen to my show four years ago? Catch up. Whoa. No, here's why I did that. Here's wh- I'm sorry I touched you. I've never touched you before. That's in- incredibly rude, and I apologize. So, <laughs> so NBC had a deal with Bing, so whenever uh, Fallon would be like, I Google, no, I'm sorry, Bing, I Bing. <laughs> Bing's the best. Mom, mom, sing, lip yeah. sync. By the way, guess who steals from RuPaul, motherfuckers? Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Wake wait. up, sheeple. What do you think that lip sync bullshit is? What do you think it is? Fucking watch Whoa. logos. Wake up. Yes, Open your fucking God. eyes. No, I agree. Any show where celebrities lip sync on television just angers me. What about Drag Race? Drag Race is great. That's right, like, it is. It's a performance art, and also you you won't hurt me if I say that it's great. 
But it is great. It actually is great. Like, I love that Wait. RuPaul interview recently where he was just like, oh, you're eternal fuck. and immortal. And like everything you do, like nonsense. The world is nonsense. And you can either have fun with it or you can be oppressed by it. And I was like, yes, that's correct. Sorry, gay culture, for appropriating you. But yes, hooray. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the right answer. Good job. You looked fantastic on the red carpet. Oh, thank you. I was surrounded by tweens, which I love tweens of today. That's Don't a weird say thing that. Okay. <laughs> Touche. I was about to like segue into like I hang out at middle schools a lot, so I'm glad that you stopped me. Um, you still said it. Oh, you're right. This is disastrous. But I want to know what the tweens think because I just really believe in tweens like so much. I no, I hear me out. So like we have, we have like Lena Dunham and. Taylor Swift. Like, those are millennial celebrities who are terrible. representative. And they're terrible. Thank I you. I hate them so much. But the tweens have Lord, and they've got Tabby Gevinson. And who already that's so much better. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like an old person, but she's in a young person's body. <laughs> but she, like, has a fashion magazine that's really cool. Oh, my God. I've never sounded older. Uh... Shit, I found the oldest. Who the fuck is Tabby? Seriously. No, she's like, oh. she does Rookie Magazine. It's a cool magazine that hip people. Oh, Rookie? Yeah, that's Tabby Givenson. Oh, I like no, her. Like the other week, I forgot what her name was, so I was really proud to remember it this week. So this is, oh, we're on the same page. I'm not that unhip. No, you're, you're very hip. You're wearing like a crop top, which is adventurous for a white man. I'm a very progressive man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. But... No. Um, so I like really believe in the tweens is my short version of this. And I can't wait for them to take over. And they're making Ted Cruz memes as we speak. And I love it. Like they're always doing things where they like will Whatever. ask Ted Cruz to ask their date to prom. And they'll like hand him a little. No, I'm not joking. This is a thing. This has been documented. They'll like hand him a little note being like, will you, is like, can you ask her, will you cruise to prom with me? And he'll do it. And he's so happy. Like he'll read it. And then the last line is always like, I am also the Zodiac killer. <laughs> But he won't read that part because he's like, if I read that, that'd make national news. But he's like happy, like his little teeth, he like smiles and he's like, he's like, will you cruise to prom with me? Strong, strong game. Literally like you can watch a video of Ted Cruz be like, this is strong game. This is strong game right here. Two things. Number one, little teeth is so great. Actually three things. Number two. <laughs> it's true. You've redeemed the teen ar the tween argument. I was not on board at all. I was on a strict kill em all argument on that, but you, you're all you like, redeemed me. You're all like, get off my lawn, because I hurt my back. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> As a fellow straightway man, you understand I the get struggle. It. Yo. The struggle's real. <laughs> Gotta spread that shit. <laughs> Can't even hold it, can you? <laughs> and number three, you used the word literally correctly. Oh, I did. That's rare for me. Usually, I mean, like, I'm like, I figuratively was standing there, and it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically, there were so many legs. <laughs> I didn't think through the second half of that sentence. <laughs> but, oh, no, but, like, can we just talk about Ted Cruz? Because I just, I feel like he hasn't gotten his due. Not like, at my pro-Trump rally in Petworth. Not, come on, this is a strict <laughs> Trump 2016 in Petworth podcast crowd. I mean... There's too yeah. many competing podcasts in the Washington, D.C. region that happens to have a little bit of comedy, a little bit of music, a little bit of whatevers, slash mostly Drag Race tribute shows. There, there's and not enough Venn diagram. love Donald Trump. 
and preaches the values of gardening and how every stand-up comic should get on a weight loss regimen and start exercising more because you guys are out of control. You can't keep living with this fried food lifestyle. It's take just too much. That being said, Woo! take a shave. And the take chicken fingers here are fantastic. Take a shave. <laughs> oh, we, should we plug your book? Oh, I have a book. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should buy it. But like, Oh, actually, I have a book? Yeah. That's huge. It's pretty cool. Although I was reading it at like a reading today and I was like, man, I should have written a better book. <laughs> That was my primary thought when I was reading it out loud to people in the world. <laughs> I was like, these words are going to be always associated with me on Google and in other places, and I am ashamed of them now. But <laughs> Please make that the blurb for your next book. Yeah. No, my next book's going to be a YA novel. I've decided. Are you serious? I'm going to commit. I'm committing to this bit. You I heard it here first. Wait, wait, stop. I've had guests on the show that had a book like yours that then wrote YA novels. Wait, really? Sarah Benacasa? She's so cool. Oh, my God. Or, like, you can tell me secrets about her if you don't actually think she's cool, but I think she's no, cool I based on following no. her on Twitter. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about her. I just didn't know I would warrant that reaction. No, I don't. Are you really going to write young adult fiction? Well, I want to write, like, like something about, like, so we tried to sell Emo Kylo's diary to, as, like, a book, and Lucasfilm was like, this is hilarious that you're trying to, like, sell our trademarked property. Like, this is adorable. No. And so... I'm like, well, what else is like that but not that? So that's sort of the space I'm in right now. That was a vague sentence. <laughs> but it's like, no, I just want to write a book about like a young white dude who thinks he's going to be the hero of a story, but he's not. Like, you mean like my life? <laughs> your memoir. Yeah, yeah. We, go. Just we, we can ghostwrite it together. <laughs> Which I also like love like all the books where it's like by like Bristol Palin like with someone and you're like who's the with? Like I want to be able to be like a celebrity enough where you can write a book with someone and they'll just like do it for you. No you don't. That's true, I don't. I actually like not being a celebrity. I hope I'm never a celebrity. Because then I Chewbacca. couldn't like go to bars and lie about who I am. <laughs> Wait, what? I just, <laughs> we, we all do that. That's the thing people do. No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, when do you do this? Well, just like you, like if somebody's like buying you drinks and you're like, I'm in a relationship, but instead of like saying you're in a relationship, you're like, I just went to an ATM and I got some dollars from it, and I'm excited to use them because it's a machine that gives you paper money, and my name is Gloria. Like that's sort of like the level of celebrity I want. My fake name's Stephanie Manchaka. Mine's uh, Gloria Nichols, and I have an email address for her. No shit. Yep. <laughs> Gloria.GloriaNichols.Nichols at gmail.com. Gloria.Gloria.Nichols? No, Gloria.GloriaNichols.Nichols at gmail.com. But the, the dots don't matter. Just fucking write it down. That's too long. The dots don't matter with Gmail is like something. Gloria. Yeah, that's what, the really, that's what we were that's really trying to get here. to you guys. The, the dots that. don't matter in Gmail. Gloria God. Nichols. Yeah. Gloria dot Gloria Nichols dot Gloria. It's like a matryoshka of the name. Like a matryoshka doll. Like Mike Nichols. <laughs> yes. Not the Nichols you spend. No. Like the Mike director of acclaimed Nichols. films. Nichols. Everybody say Nichols. No. Okay, so <laughs> I love having you on the show. Because uh, zero of the things I wanted to talk about ever get oh, talked about. I'm so about. sorry. No, 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 no that's, talk about no, the things. Stop it. You're fantastic. No, you're fantastic. A, I love that you always want to be where you're at, at least when it comes to doing this show. You always want to be here. And I know that sounds weird, but 
We've done a lot of these. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. I agree with you completely. Not everyone does. Everyone on the show tonight is fantastic, and they've all been on the show before, and there's a reason for that. Um, you are great. Uh, I don't need to plug the Washington Post, but if you're if you're uh, if you want to find find the Washington Post online, there are local paper. <laughs> Go to <laughs> WashingtonPost.com. Yep, they got articles. They got um, articles. They got videos of people cooking from above. <laughs> it's great. You can see them like making something with cheese and rolling it up in an like they do so much cool cooking. It's in the great. Office uh, now. Monday's That's edition us. just going to be about how PJ Harvey's a mean lady. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Are you emo Kylo Ren is going to not be in episode not eight? Yeah. Oh, last. This is actually what oh. I want. Oh, okay. Do you are you excited for not Star Wars episode eight? I am. Okay, why? Because I like the idea that only brunettes are can be female characters in the Star Wars movies. And. That's a hot take. <laughs> it's my hottest take. I touched it with my hand, and my hand is melted and gone now. Um, but no, because like, there's no blondes in Star Wars. I'm sorry. This is my one Star Wars rant. Carrie Fisher's daughter is the only blonde I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. And she was like, General Organa, have we gotten data on this? And her mom was Damn, like, yeah, we got the data. And then they went back to like, showing only brunettes. So I just want us to like... You want more blondes in Star I Wars. I want blonde... Like, I don't, I'm not convinced that there's more than one blonde in the Star Wars universe. It took 30 years to get a black guy. Like, it's gonna, no. take, <laughs> it's gonna be a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Lando! It's gonna be Lando! Yeah, but Lando, like, yo, people have, like, weird feelings about Lando. Touche. They have weird a feelings. A hero. There, it yeah. took 30 years to get a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle <Okay>. Lando. <laughs> no, don't say that with joy. Don't say that with joy. Don't say that with joy. As a white man, we gotta quit that uncle shit. That's so dated. Elson, I really hope that you start a podcast called As a White Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first the tattoo, then the podcast. I almost fell. <laughs> okay, okay, so we're not gonna top that. Um <laughs> Go see episode seven, The Phantom Menace. Uh, <laughs> with two Phantom, two Menace. <laughs> Harvard. She went to Harvard. Woo! I'm sorry. Stop. Don't apologize. God, every I think we've done this before. You, no, you're always like, you apologize too much. And I'm like, I'm sorry that Let I apologize Let me mansplain so about how great you are. <laughs> no, I, literally, that's why I come on this podcast. I'm like, every couple of months, Brandon's going to tell me how great I am. I'm very excited. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Don't it's not a joke if it happens every single time. <laughs> Perfect. Um, do you want to plug your... T- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time... Yeah, Jeopardy's in town. You run Jeopardy. Who gives a shit? Alex Trebek was a dick. What? He's a, a Canadian. Nope. You don't want to call him a dick? He's a dick? He didn't write the questions. He didn't look up the answers. He's reading the fucking teleprompter. Alex Trebek is a dick. Alexandra should be... Why are you raising your eyebrows at me? Those are horrible eyebrows. You no. should go and take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you're going to... People should follow you on Twitter? Yeah. My actual human Twitter is Petri Dishes. Um, like, <laughs> just like the Petri Because your dish. last name. Yeah, my last name is Petri. It's so good. Which I met my Google doppelganger. Oh, I, f- I forgot to mention that. We shook hands and like both, neither of us disappeared. And it was very exciting. But she pronounces it wrong. Okay, that, it was a better story, but it wasn't actually that much better. So that, that's the story. Uh, Oh my God, can we keep <laughs> We're both drinking. You can, 
for those listening to the podcast, that was an awkward silence, which we both occupied by drinking. No one said it was awkward. I don't have awkward moments. I'm a straight white man. I have confidence. Can you yeah. tell me more about Uniqueness, awkward moments? Nerve. More what? about awkward moments? Awkward moments. Was that not a good segue or not? It was a like, beautiful segue. I definitely segue. set it up and just nobody cared. No, you set it, you set it up. Jesus. It's yeah. hard being white. Now you get it. I, now I get it. Yeah. This is why those people don't deserve reparations. That was really hard. <laughs> Sorry. I love this bit. This is, this is a beautiful bit. No one said it was a bit. This is my favorite straight white man who's against reparations. Woo! <laughs> Better work hard and earn your coins. <laughs> oh, I think this segment's taking a shave, and it's time for you to time go to away. Shashay yes. yes. away. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Alexander Oh, God, you're done. Hey, this is a song about getting over it. I cried too many times. Keep on loving you And I Tried Too many times To make you feel The way I do I Cried So many times And I know That you cried too I tried so many times. I know that you tried to, but don't you realize? You don't you realize? Summer, but you can 
can only ever count on the fall. So many ways through the maze these days. But I keep hitting the same wall. Yeah, everybody's waiting on summer. Only ever count on the fall. So many ways through the maze these days. But I keep hitting the same wall. Coming to the stage, the idea of a stage. Good friend, long-term friend. She was at my wedding, which means I care about her more than anyone else that wasn't at my wedding. And I apologize if I knew you when I got married. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Well, I know what Haywood and I are going to talk about during our segment. Fuck. Fuck. I still feel guilty about that. <laughs> no reparation. She's on my team. Coming to the stage, or the idea of a stage. <laughs> my second favorite straight white man. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Jen Tisdale. Everybody, Jen! I'll take both of these microphones. I have a, I have a lot of paperwork. Because I'm, I'm 36. <laughs> I'm like, people put things in their phone, and I'm like, I, I don't, I can't. <laughs> like, I don't, like, and I can't. So I don't. And I won't. I made a lot of notes. So this was supposed to kind of be, first of all, I'm, I'm tired, I have to sit down. Um, that's because I drank last night. It's not, and that has a little bit to do with being 36, and a lot to, uh, to do with, like, uh, some potential untreated alcoholism on my part. <laughs> that I'm not willing to address right now unless this is an intervention. <laughs> Which, you guys would all be invited to that, um, even though some people in this room can't invite everyone to their weddings. You all are certainly welcome to participate in my <laughs> intervention. Which some would argue is possibly more life-changing than a wedding. <laughs> but... So it's kind of, it's not not stand up because I'm sitting down. Um, it's not not stand up because I, I didn't really know what I was going to say when I got up here. And the and Brandon and I work together. And um, I talk about serial killers every day. Every, <laughs> and not even like, ca like I talk about it romantically because I, um, I'm a tr I find myself attracted to them. Um, physically sometimes, but also emotionally, mentally. Um... They put a lot of effort into what they do, and they've accomplished <laughs> they've accomplished more than I have, and I don't think that that's something that we can take away from them. So every once in a while, I'll just like lean back and say uh, something about Jeffrey Dahmer to Brandon, and he'll just be like, I can't believe we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer again. And I'm like, I have more information about him. Um, <laughs> so what I did last night at a different show was I passed out, and I'm sorry this is a visual aid. I'll explain it. These forms with Jeffrey Dahmer's face. 
And I, and I asked the people in the audience to, uh, it just says, is Jeffrey Dahmer attractive? Check yes or no. Um, and, and part of this is because I can't tell uh, if I know so much about him that I'm like sort of projecting my feelings onto him and I find him more attractive, <laughs> sorry, than I normally would. And part of it is that, um, and this is all gonna get tied together, I have um, a pretty cool mental illness that I'm gonna brag about in a second. Um, <laughs> it's not the alcoholism, although that's... Um, and sometimes I'm like, my feelings are weird and I don't know what's going on. Um, so I, I counted and out of the 30, 18 people thought he was attractive. And sometimes people drew hearts around him, and sometimes people drew bunnies. I don't know what that was. Maybe they thought he murdered rabbits. He just murdered people. Because <laughs> um, he's, he's a fucking professional. <laughs> and, then he, and then he took it a step further, um, and he like took some little nipples out of them, um, because he's recycled, I don't know. And so, he didn't want to bury him. Why would you bury a body when you could eat it? So, <laughs> I don't know. And, but he also, he also did this really crazy but kind of cool thing. Um, he has deep abandonment issues and so he doesn't want people to, to leave him and nothing says forever like murder, I don't know, but so. <laughs> but he would like cut their heads open and, and, and try to experiment with acid and, and like mind control and um, all that neat stuff that you want in a relationship, ideally. Um, so, I don't know, was he an artist? Was he like, <laughs> like was he a scientist? Was he a doctor? Is he attractive? <laughs> I would repass these out, but I mean, I think we can all agree he's a very good-looking man. Do you, um, want, do you want me to give you some tape? Because we've hung up some posters. Do you want to hang these up? Yeah, the we'll bar? find like my favorite one. My favorite one is clearly someone who was left-handed, so they had like a weird left-handed check, and I'm like, oh, that person's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> right? I saw that little fucked-up left-handed check, and I was like, look at this goddamn fucking psycho. <laughs> Like they have to turn their fucking papers all the way around just to write normally and I'm like, the world isn't made for you. <laughs> it's like their left hand is a minority or something. <laughs> Too much? I was trying to no, go I'm off the I'm stuff. Yeah. Allison's a straight white man. I'm, what am I? I'm fine with this. Anyway, back to Jeff. <laughs> so anyway, so like, so to try to organize my thoughts a bit more, um, what I was trying to do last night and what I could, uh, is like trying to like spin mental illness into like something way more fun than it is. Cause I think that people get a little nervous when you tell them that you're crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and I get that. And I've definitely, and people in this room have seen me be awful in like in person and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, a lot of people here are like, I don't really like you very much. Maybe, maybe you've been a little like, thank you for nodding, Michael Foodie. I, I know that that's how you feel, but we're gonna talk about it later. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So maybe I've been a little precocious in public with you, towards you, at you, against your person, sorry. Um, I brought you all here today to just air my grievances with you and your inability to deal with my mental illness. How about that? <laughs> um, so the mental illness that I uh, possess, I, I, I'm being really mysterious about it um, in the same way that insurance companies are really mysterious <laughs> about it. Like, when we're not gonna cover it or something. And uh, it's like kind of sexy, things that are uncovered, I guess. Um, 
uh, mine's covered because I have a good job in insurance. And when people complain about that, I'm like, I pay $20 to go to the doctor. Suck it! Anyway, marry me if you want some of that. <laughs> and some of the stuff I'm about to talk about. So I have borderline personality disorder, which sounds like the best fucking time. I get it. <laughs> borderline is a Madonna song. Um, everybody loves a personality. And disorder is prob is like a song, or it should be a song, or is like a hardcore band or something, right? Disorder is that a thing? I don't know. Just <laughs> I'm like maybe I'm thinking. I, I wish it was borderline personality disturbed. That's what I was trying to do. Okay. Um, some of some of <laughs> that's literally. Do you know what I wanted? The other, like what I was going to ask you to try to do is have like fun sound effects machine on stage. Uh, sometimes like a slide whistle whenever I talk about how crazy I am. Like, or maybe you could do something like like the Seinfeld. Do the Seinfeld like do, 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 no? Okay. Well, I think that would, there it is. Just a little there. Woo, you know, I think that says wacky. Um, so, like, borderline personality disorder, which is what Winona Ryder had in Girls Interrupted and what she did not get an Academy Award for. Um, girl. What did I say? Girls. Gr did I say Girl Interrupted? That's the name of the movie, isn't it? You is said it girls, girls Interrupted? Okay. It's, it's just Are you going to fucking mansplain to me right now? This fucking... <laughs> Are you interrupting me about the movie about being interrupted? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fine. That was Why like did that get the biggest reaction? I don't yet. know. That was like a Russian nesting doll of interruptions. Then the clap. Then the clapping interrupted me. Now I'm interrupting the clapping. God. Hey, did you guys know that Sting has clinical depression? Yeah, right. How's that guy? Thank you. <laughs> How's that guy fucking depressed? He lives in a forest, probably. Um. So okay, borderline personality disorder, ha uh, emotional instability fine, anxiety, whatever, and then my favorite, psychotic-like symptoms. So we haven't gone all the way over yet. Maybe that's why you're living on the border, because like some of, some of them are adjacent to psychosis and some of them are just downright fucking nuts. God, I wish I could tell you guys all the crazy things I've done, but I just feel like we wouldn't be friends anymore. That's okay, maybe later. Um, off the record. Uh, you can also become very paranoid and suspicious of others, but I also just feel like that's pot, right? So maybe, I don't know, right? Where are the pot, where are the, my, where are my pot smokers at? Your holiday's coming up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, another reason to just talk about pot. <laughs> it's a whole day, Jesus. Um, and perhaps, like, my most favorite aspect of borderline personality disorder, and this is italicized for effect. Um, where I stole this is zero degrees of empathy. <laughs> like I like I feel not like nothing most of the time, and then I feel everything those other parts of the time. It's kind of yeah. So now you're like oh shit. Now you're flashing back to some moments we've had, and you're putting it, <laughs> and you're putting it. Some of you are like I okay. That time that she had like an uh, that was what that was. Ah, <laughs> Ooh, ah, ah, ah. sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll do a little real. It's not fast enough. Now it's not fast enough. Um, okay. Um, so when I was like trying to like do this piece yesterday, where I was I was like endearing mental illness to everyone and trying to make it you know digestible and fun and like like get rid of the stigma and all that jazz. 
You can't really get rid of the stigma, though, when you're like openly being crazy all the time. <laughs> and that's fine. Because um, give me a minute, I'm going to show you my top five crazy things in uh, improv form. So I'm going to yes and you guys are going to give me a thing. It's going to be Hitler, Nazi, and I'm going to act it out. No. Um, so like I was trying to find famous people to like make us all feel better. And I like for borderline personality disorder, the first two people they gave me were Princess Di. And who I, who I should love, I know Norm, you're looking at me like, wait, she was one of the good ones. And I'm like, mm, was she? she. <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe, like, you do hate them all. Well, you know, maybe you're, you probably shouldn't have gotten married with this kind of loyalty. Um, <coughs> so like, so these are two women who like, people who like, like are rockabillies and who like listen to social distortion and like women have cherries on their dresses. Like these are women that are, they, they, they people tattoo them on their bodies, especially Marilyn Monroe who like ate pills and died. And people are like, she's a great role model. That's fine. You can be a role model and like die of consuming pills because guess what? Consuming pills is fucking fun. Maybe you've not ever done it. <laughs> not till you die. So those are two of my heroes. <laughs> those are two of my heroes. Like women that were killed by the world. Fine. But then, they were killed by the world. So, and then the last thing I'll say, and, and how this ties all, all together, uh, sorry, this is the second to last thing, and it's gonna tie into your monologue, is um, most serial killers have borderline personality disorder, and I don't like to brag about that. Um, but it's true, all of my greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> In including Jeffy Jeffy Dom, the Dom Domerator. He didn't get a he didn't get a cool nickname, so I'm just like I'm trying to like Dahmer, I didn't even know her anyway. So um <laughs> I'm always look one of, one of these days we're gonna catch that fish. Um he died the saddest death. Like he was like changing like prisons and someone stabbed him and I'm like, oh, it, he deserved a more dignified death than that, I think. He should have died in the cafeteria. What? Because he, he ate his victims. What? Okay. <laughs> Nobody can see me winking, but it's a playful, playful wink that uh, it, when I'm in the middle of one of my rages, you'll you'd never see. Um, <laughs> so like, so that wasn't like very exciting for me. I was like, this doesn't. Why am I even trying? I mean, I'm technically not. Um, but to, to tie back to uh, Brandon's monologue about RuPaul's Drag Race and uh, professional wrestlers, a lot of serial killers get super fun nicknames. That could be professional wrestlers, probably not Drag Race, um, but maybe. So like Gary Ridgway, uh, who, Gary Ridgway is like, thanks for dropping me off at the mall, Dad. That's a stupid name. Um, <laughs> But he was convicted of murdering 49 women, and I love it when they do this, but he claimed 71, and he was just like, you, was like, you fuckers are never gonna find him. I'm like, just tell them where the bodies are, you're there. Just let the bodies hit the... <laughs> Gary, uh, his nickname was the Green River Killer. Um, didn't really stick to a green river of any kind, certainly did a lot of killing. Um, John Wayne Gacy Jr., uh, his is so adorable. He killed at least 33 teenage boys, so there's just like bodies somewhere they don't know to. Um, he buried them in his house, which is pretty fucking stupid, obviously. Like, you never shit where you eat, so. <laughs> I mean, just 
just be smart. Like, oh, some of these, most of these guys are geniuses too, and it kills me. I wish that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that that they're that they're, he's like, yeah, I'll bury these bodies in my basement. No one will ever smell them. Um, his nickname was the Killer Clown because in his spare time he like dressed up as clown as a clown and like entertained children at parties, which I think is so fucking great as a cover. <laughs> How could it be me? Did you see this fucking balloon dog? What are you kidding me? Um, Richie Ramirez, um, who used to just like climb into people's windows like a real fucking weirdo. Um, and he had like kind of like a, a broad, like, so he murdered 13 people. He tried to kill five more, but like a loser, that didn't work out. Um, sadly, 11 counts of sexual assault and then 14 counts of burglary, which is so lame in comparison. And he was just called the Night Stalker. I don't know why they didn't want to call him like, um, God, something about window pain or being in pain because he always came in windows. You guys, we'll work it out later. Um, <laughs> House of Pain. And are those guys? Um, never mind. Are they? Uh, are they racist skinheads or is that just a song I love when That's I'm working out? It's a song out? I love. The song you love, and uh, they're all Hispanic. You can still be racist skinhead and be Hispanic. I don't know what you're trying to say. Now is no, actually no. Wait, they're from Boston. Yeah, they're racist. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boston, Boston strong. Oh shit, was that the? Never mind. Yep. You know what, you guys? That's just some of the borderline. When you have a mental illness, you get to just shove it off onto that, and nobody can get mad at you. What? <laughs> and my favorite one is Davy Berkowitz. Uh, These aren't their names. Richard Ramirez is Richard Ramirez. It's not Richie Ramirez. David Berkowitz is David, not Davy. Are you friends? Anyway. <laughs> and his name was the son of Sam, and this is so cute. Because his neighbor was named Sam, and Richard thought that the, his neighbor's dog was talking to him and telling him to kill people. I don't know why he wasn't like the son of the dog's name. Somehow Sam got all the hits. So anyway, well I guess what I'm trying to say is don't be afraid to approach me after the show. I have a lot of material on all kinds of like uh, mental illnesses that are less violent. Some of them are just like, I love to lay in bed. And you're like, whatever. I don't. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, and so I guess I feel pretty good about having borderline because I'm not a serial killer. So I guess I'm, I'm either like not, I'm doing okay or I'm just like not living up to my expectations. You could not have borderline and also not be a serial killer. Yeah, but that's not my reality. So my, real, my reality is like just don't end up like uh, JD over here. Um, WWJDD. What would Jeffrey Dahmer do? There's <laughs> a shirt that I'm going to make, obviously, now. So, thank you for letting me talk about my passion because. I don't think I had a choice. No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> because, like, well, what inspired me is that you were talking about your passions up top, and then I was my like. My passions are positive and they bring the world together. This is not negative. I'm I'm nope. giving, I'm say, I'm being it like is. I'm being like very accepting of my of my uh, illness, and I'm just trying to like meet like-minded people or read but about like-minded people who <laughs> murdered people, and then be like, oh, that's not me. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> last question: What are your earrings? Oh, I'm wearing Paul Walker's face on my ears. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. I'm not even going to fucking look at Furious 8. Get that shit out of my face. You can put Charlize Theron in that movie all you want, but Paul Walker's dead, and I don't give a shit about that, that series now, so how about that? Unless they digitally animate him, and I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll masturbate to like a robot or whatever. 
Please name the record that. What? I'll oh, I'll masturbate to a robot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just keeping it open. All right. We, you had the crowd for like I'd say the first. Do you guys think I lost minutes. you at the end when it but became... But then the, the next 45 minutes, we just lost him. Yeah, but I also think if, when everyone realized that I'm not doing a bit and I am truly in love, <laughs> in love with these people was when everyone went, okay, I'll just have another round of chicken fingers. Follow her on Twitter, at sign Jen underscore Tisdale. Uh, compliment her lion shirt and buy her drink. She's a fantastic woman. Buy Ladies and gentlemen, drinks. please put Don't your hands buy together. Me buy me drinks because she's not drinking. Jen Tisdale, everybody. Oh, God. Play a super short one. I'm inspired by Jen to sing a, a song by a guy who also really loved serial killers. This is a sweet little lullaby by Glenn Danzig. Attitude, you got some fucking attitude. I can't believe what you said to me. You got some attitude. Attitude, you got some fucking attitude. I can't believe what you said to me. You got some attitude inside your fetal brain. There's probably a hole. You better shut your mouth, or you're gonna feel the floor. Attitude, the one you got, well, baby, attitude. The one you got, well, baby, attitude. Attitude. Inside your fetal brain, there's probably a hole. You better shut your mouth, or you're gonna feel the floor. Attitude. You got some fucking attitude I can't believe what you said to me You got some attitude You're really, really, really good at what you do and I'm glad I know you. Thank you. That's I wish I could say the same. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Please. Man, I wish I invited to my wedding. Haywood Turnip C. Jr. is here. <laughs> Don't try to clean it up now, nigga. That's not a new thing. I've told you that. Yeah, you told me before, like, I'll invite people to my wedding that I can afford to, like, bring to my wedding. But tonight, you were like, I invited people that I actually care about. And I was like, what? Gentiles that got invited to your wedding? Like, what, you didn't have enough women at your wedding already? She just talked about 20 minutes how she relates to serial killers. I know. I don't think I made the wrong decision. I dig it. And you know what? This is why you have me on this show, because you did not mention the black serial killer, Alton Coleman. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. In the late 80s. from All 80, right, here we go. Part two. From 84 to 89, he had fucking Milwaukee to Gary, Indiana on lock. Like, he was killing mother. Like, he had niggas afraid of going outside. Don't clap for that, Jen. Like he 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 was frightened. He was more frightening than the police. <laughs> okay, don't exaggerate. That's no, I'm absurd. serious. It was like this nigga and OJ. Like, <laughs> like dude was like a straight killer. Look him up, Alton Coleman. He was on the FBI's top ten first black man, literally as a serial killer on the top ten. He was frightening. I'm saying, see, this is this is what you guys don't know. The, the, all Jeffrey Dahmer's freestyling came from Alton Coleman. 
Like, he was literally sitting in the park and be like, come here, little girl, I'm going to take you and eat your nipples and all that shit. And then Jeffrey Dahmer was like, yo, old thief-ass nigga, that's why he got stabbed. Cool. I, literally, I know people in that prison. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I know how that went down. You, so, you, we, you from Chicago? You remember when Jeffrey Dahmer was eating people and shit like that, and he got arrested? Yes. This, right? My cousins went to the apartment building in Milwaukee. It was like, that's the house right there. They were on the news. I was like, what are these niggas doing in Milwaukee? <laughs> like, this is a serial killer. People are talking about. Don't you know we're afraid of Alton Coleman right now? <laughs> You guys are worried about Jeffrey Dahmer? They're like, he was eating people right there. Because my cousin, like, was a railroad operator and a conductor between Chicago and Milwaukee, and somehow she could have died. You know how black people are. <laughs> I was like, you were never a threat. He like little young white Asians. That's a, that's a mix, young white Asians. That's what he used to like. He's right. That's that's, that, no, that's what he used to take. Like, literally, one of his boyfriends ran away, and the police was like, this is a domestic dispute. Get back in your boyfriend's he house. He was, like, naked, too, right? You're naked with blood coming out his ass. How is that not a problem? Is that rhetorical I, or? I did, I did that shit one time in college and I never went back. <laughs> wacka, wacka, wacka. Somebody, somebody please animate Haywood Turnipsy Jr. running down the street, bleeding out of his uh, I wasn't bleeding. The white girl I was dating oh, was bleeding okay. the asshole. That's different. Uh, now see, oh, now it's a problem. When I talk about a young white Asian, nobody said nothing, right? Nobody said, oh, this is why we have color commentary. When the young white Asian male is bleeding out his asshole, yes, send him back to Jeffrey Dahmer to die. But when a young white woman might be bleeding from no her asshole in an imaginary that. joke. No one said, oh. send no, no one said send him back to Jeffrey Dahmer to die. The, the police. No one, no one said that. The police did. They're just doing their job is all I'm saying. Pro yeah. Trump 2016, let's make it happen. Everybody. They did their job a little too well. Color commentary. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders Welcome Killer Mike Word 2020. Um, what do you want to talk about? Color commentary. This is where we commentate on the lack of color on this here show. And this has been an amazingly white show. Like you had a white man that sounds like a black woman like as your co-host. I'm still here. Hey, white man. What's hey, happening? Hey, buddy. You are the sexiest white man I have ever. You and Rutger Hauer. You and, you, <laughs> you and Rutger Hauer are the only white men I have ever wanted to have sex with. <laughs> And I do mean a Blade Runner Rutger Hauer. I don't, I don't mean a Blind Fury Rutger Hauer. I'm talking about... You're talking about me like I'm a piece of chicken. Oh! You people what? love those, right? I like that fried chicken. Watermelon. I have fried chicken. Watermelon. Watermelon. Okay. Watermelon. I knew I would get the black guy at some point. I like watermelon. I'm going to sit I'm down. not afraid of it either. I'm not afraid to tell white people I like watermelon. I like what? I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> watermelon, you, like, you know how... Like, Okay, this is what we do color commentary. Let's, let's dispel some let's dispel some myths. People are like, oh, black people and watermelon like are, are like they're synonymous, right? This is why they're synonymous. Black people after slavery were able like we knew how to plant shit, we knew how to make you know, we knew how to work the earth. You white people didn't. We were already familiar with it. So we knew that watermelon was a good thing to actually put in the earth and will come out and we could actually sell it during the summers as fruit. So a lot of black people made a lot of money off of watermelon right after slavery. So the white people were like, hey, check this out. Fuck you niggas and your watermelon. All oh, you and your watermelon, you watermelon eating motherfuckers and yada yada spit out the seeds and shit. And black people didn't know they could nothing about like hate crimes at the time. We didn't know like feelings. <laughs> like they just made us feel bad about the shit that was good to us. Like it's like, hey man, you should feel bad about this. They just literally picked on us. Really quick. So you're saying if white people didn't exist, never mind. Go ahead. No, if white people didn't if white people didn't exist, this world would be great. Hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> there might be peace on earth. Wacka, wacka, wacka. That's why I like recording this pro-Trump 2016 podcast in Petworth, because we're also the only podcast that says, hey, kill all the white people. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I, I did. That. I, I did. If white people didn't exist, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Hey, let's Trump 2016. You're welcome. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. Now, this has been a great podcast. Like, two of my favorite white women have been on the show. I love Miss Petrie. She is awesome. She's a Star Wars fan, so am I. How are you going to give her shit for being emo Kilo, Kylo Ren when you talk 20 minutes about Curious George? <laughs> that is, that's white men talking about watermelons. He was like, look at you, nigga. Yada, yada, yada. The watermelons ain't shit. And you made her feel bad about <laughs> the shit she loved. And you talked about Curious George. Fuck Curious George, nigga. I love. I didn't. I didn't know that was you. I love emo Kylo Ren. Should I had no I, idea that I was you. Should I tell him what I, I actually not. talked about, or just let it lay? Absolutely lay? not. It okay, good. It wasn't Curious George. What was nope, it? Nope, not it good. It, it was Curious George. It, it was. was. A man, and the man, in the yellow hat. I know. That's all I talked about. No, no, it was the wrestler, gorgeous George. <laughs> I said Curious George. because I was curious. So why you were talking about a fucking wrestler for twenty minutes? Ain't gonna give a white woman shit about the shit she love. How the fuck? Look at. Still, I can come back on you, white man. It's still not your world yet. <laughs> 202 Fest. 202 Fest. <laughs> I'm literally entertaining a white man in a fucking Miami Vice jacket right now. This is the best time of my life. <laughs> not you, I'm talking about. Metzger over here. Fucking Mesca looked like a cocaine dealer from the guy, every 1980s movie. He looked like James Spader from Pretty in Pink right now. <laughs> the audience can't see him, but they know what I'm talking about. James Spader from Pretty in Pink, when he all grown up, he is Donald Trump. <laughs> so what do we want to talk about? Color commentary. We were already talking about like Gorgeous George. We were talking about like how you made white women feel bad for being white women and serial killers. I would love to see a serial killer ass white woman that is not Charlize Theron. Get on your shit, Jen Tisdale. I am not mad at you. As <laughs> long as you ain't killing black men, I am a happy motherfucker because we are never the ones getting killed. Like, maybe like little, I don't know, Mexicans or something. You got to have a theme. You got to have a theme. You got to have a theme. It's hard to pick a theme. As a, like, what is going to be your theme as a serial killer? What is my theme right now? My theme, literally, as we were talking about color commentary, what do we do this, what do we do this portion of the show? We talk about race and we talk about politics in a bar, which is what people should never talk about in a bar because they're getting drunk, right? They talk about race, they talk about politics. Well, tonight's version of color commentary, we will literally talk about our friend, literally, Bomani Jones. This guy, we know this brother. He literally wore a shirt to Caucasians on ESPN. Now, he had this shirt, Caucasians, in like, you guys are familiar with the Cleveland Indians? And the Cleveland Indians logo, and you remember the, like, the movies Major League like that uh, Charlie Sheen was in and Tom Berenger, and I was like, hey, Joe Boo needs a refill and stuff like that. They have this racist-ass Indian named Chief Wahoo that's on the side of their jerseys, and a brother literally wore a shirt that said Caucasians on ESPN, and oh my God, what happened? Every white person that watched it was like, what is this nigga doing? Literally, they, <laughs> they, they, that was the first tweet. Is this nigga on TV in the shirt that says Caucasians? And then they were like, well, we got to delete that tweet. We can't say call him a nigger. I was like, well, you just did, and it's in the fucking Library of Congress, which we have been at. <laughs> we have not been back. Yeah. <laughs> wacka, wacka, wacka. You want to know? Yeah, because we talked about roots. Because we talked about the truth. Fuck they library system and Dewey Decimal Catalogs and shit. Google, nigga. Don't nobody go to a library nowhere. Where's the Google of Congress? <laughs> 
So people get mad at this brother for wearing a shirt that says Caucasian. Like literally, this shirt has been around for like the last 10 years. This is like, a lot of people wear this. It's like, is it offensive with a team? We live in D.C. We live in Washington, D.C. We work in Washington, D.C., whether we're from here or not. We in a place where the team name is offensive to maybe like two people in the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else is offended by it. The other 98% are offended by it. Like the Washington Redskins is an offensive name. Why? Because the term Redskins is an offensive term. If the team was called the Washington Negroes, would I still go? Hmm, maybe because I like, I mean, I do like football. It wouldn't matter to me. And it, it would be, they would be honest. The Washington Negroes, that's what they are. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the Negroes, a lot of the Negroes do a lot of, ne <laughs> have you ever seen the combine? But it, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I swear to God, if I ever, the combines are nothing but modern day fucking slave auction. It's literally, it's like, I, have, I watched one combine, it was like, look how many teeth this nigga got. But <laughs> <laughs> they did. They, they were like, how much? It just got offensive. That's my whole point. Nope, it didn't just get offensive. We got serial killer it, it, half it, hour. It, it, it cracks me up that white people get offended by shit like that. Like, oh, my God, he, he was wearing a shirt that says Caucasians when no team is named at, like, we, like, like their teams like the Vikings and the Boston Celtics, which are named after ethnicities. But I never met a Scandinavian person that gets mad at being called a Viking. Being a Viking is like, it would be like if you called me a Zulu as a black man in America. I'd be like, oh, shit, the Zulus were warriors. They were the ones that fought white people. Like, that is the shit to me. Like, you would ca be calling me the epitome of what it means to be a warrior. If you call me, like, you know, Haywood. <laughs> <laughs> you understand where the offense comes in? Oh, so, so like, good. Th this, this fake offense to me is, like, I don't understand these people who get mad at, like, a brother wearing a shirt that says Caucasians. Like, that shouldn't be the thing. Like, literally, for 162 games a year, Native Americans have to watch a team named the Cleveland Indians play fucking baseball. They are not even Indian. Like, they're not even Indian. Like, that is like, it would, even if they were called the Cleveland Native Americans, that would still be just as offensive. Which is like, so what I did was I found the five most offensive names, literally, uh, period, ever. These are the five Let's most offensive it. names of teams oh, right now that we have. Right now, there's a team in America called the Coachella Valley Arabs. That is the name. Oh, next time you go to Coachella and you think about like outcasts at Coachella, the Coachella Valley Arabs. It's a high school team. Whoa, really quick, really quick. How is that Did not the best? <laughs> the worst. That's fucking terrible. That well. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this is, it, is this this is real? This, this is, is real. This is real. This is from the International Business Journal. I knew, I'm not bullshitting on this one. You didn't I didn't make these up. Like if I made them up, they would be called like the pale faces, you know, the fish bellies, the, the meth addicts, and shit like that. <laughs> that would be the that would be like oh, the names I would have made up, like to be a, the zombies, because so you know you white people are you zombies. Like so the Coachella like, Valley Arabs. The Coachella Valley Arabs actually exist, and they have a mascot, a dude that is literally. Imagine uh, Teddy Roosevelt, who's running around National uh, Washington National Stadium, but imagine him wearing, you know, a burqa and shit and. Oh, <laughs> And oil, like, literally spew. Oh, my God, it is terrible. It's literally like Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. And it's like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> Prince Ali, Abu Ahi, Abu Ahasan. <laughs> Nobody remembers fucking Bugs Bunny but me, huh? That's, but this is how racist shit has been. So that's number one. That, that is the number one team right now, Coachella Valley Arabs. Two, Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves, literally, a Brave is a Native American, was a Native American warrior, and the Atlanta Braves decided to name their team after that. But the problem with that is Chief Nakahoma is the name of the mascot. Chief Nakahoma. Who the fuck is Chief Nakahoma? Like, 
Hey, Chief, Nakahoma. What? I got you. Hey, oh. The tomahawk chop. That's the tomahawk the chop. Exactly. Also, not to be one of your favorite teams, my brother from Chicago. I am from Gary, Indiana. I like the I Pittsburgh Steelers. I like the Pittsburgh Penguins. My friend over here, Mr. Donald Trump, 2016, he loves the Chicago Blackhawks. Here's why, here's why it's not as offensive. Why not? Blackhawks isn't a term after a tribe. It's, it was the B and then the B Hawks. You do know you sound stop, like Daniel Snyder stop, right now. Stop. Shut the fuck up, you. You sound like Daniel Snyder right What's now. What's your fucking face? It's not offensive. Shut up. It is the B. And it, no, no, stop, 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 So why stop, do they stop, have stop. a fucking Indian stop, warhead, stop, 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 a war stop. chief no, as the mascot? No, 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 stop. It is racist. But it's not as racist exactly. as <laughs> the Coachella Valley Arabs. What? Out of all of the Native American team names, it's the least racist. It's still racist. You know what's the least racist? The Lehigh Valley Quakers. That is the least racist <laughs> name I've ever the heard. Jersey. Because I've never heard a Quaker get mad at having a team named after them. Like Quakers are like, what? You like us too? We about peace. That's all right. They're named after <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer because Jeffrey Dahmer liked to skin people, and they're <laughs> next door, so it was a tribute to Jeffrey Chicago Dahmer. Chicago Blackhawks. What is a Blackhawk? That is not even a it's tribe. It's not a thing. You know what a Blackhawk is? It is literally a Negro that can fly. That is a Blackhawk. <laughs> Look at that Blackhawk. <laughs> it's a book about it. It's a book about it. Song, song, song of Solomon. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But Tony Morrison. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> song of Solomon. Black people used to fly before we came here and started picking cotton. But number four, most of <laughs> we, we did. We was like, you know what? They need us. They, they, <laughs> what a, another offensive term, Kansas City Chiefs. Why is Kansas City Chiefs offensive? Because chief was a term used by what? The hierarchy, the president of what? The Native American tribe. They would call him chief. But literally, that became a term that one white man would call another white man when he was introducing himself to himself. What's up, Chief? How you doing, Chief? How's it going, Chief? You hanging out tonight, Chief? You beating women tonight, Chief? You gonna buy a team tonight, Chief, and named after Native Americans? I sure am, Chief. <laughs> and then we're gonna name my stadium Arrowhead Stadium. It wasn't even no Native Americans in Kansas. They got moved there. Trail of Tears. Do your history. They all from Southside Florida. Miami wasn't even that Mexican before <laughs> Andrew Jackson took over. And the number one most racist team, number five most racist team, most racist name is literally the Cleveland Indians. Why? Because they have Chief Wahoo as their mascot. Do you think it'd be it'd be okay to keep the name if they changed the mascot? No. Okay. Just asking. Not passing judgment. Indian. They're not Indians. They're people. Literally, we get our constitution. Our constitution from the five the five tribes, the five civilized tribes had a constitution amongst themselves. The people here in America who came to America literally used that information to create what? A declaration of independence and declare themselves independent from what? Norm's home country because they used to say, no taxation without representation. You are not going to charge me for this tea over here or for these Negroes that I brought over here when you ain't bringing them over here. You can't do that. That is what? Illegal. They got that shit from the five civilized nations. Five civilized nations were never Indians. They were human beings. You know what they call this place? Home. They call it home. We call it America. <laughs> After America or Vespucci. This motherfucker wasn't even American. <laughs> this is the bullshit. This is racism. This is how deep it is. You know why it's so deep? Because literally, white people live on this one phrase and this one phrase alone. I am free, I am white, and I am 21. Ain't that fucked up. 
That is the American dream, being free, white, and 21. If you ain't never been to Starbucks and seen a young woman get her fucking name wrong or get her latte wrong, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Free, white, and 21, baby. Alexandria Preachery. What, she went to Harvard. She can study Star Wars. I I know black women that had to do hair to go to Harvard. (laughs) Free, white, and 21. Jen Tisdale, she can come up here and do a show about being literally, she could be a serial killer. Let me come up here and talk about one serial killer. I talked about Alter Colbert. Niggas was like, what? There was a nigga out here who was killing people at will and he wasn't killing white people? What was wrong with this nigga? He wasn't free, he wasn't white, and he wasn't 21. Yeah. And that's what I felt when Bomani Jones was wearing that shirt. I was like, that is what that shirt says. That is free, white, and 21. You can wear that shirt, nigga, because one, it's made out of cotton, which is literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fabric of our lives. <laughs> and you can put on that shirt, whatever the fuck you want to put on that shirt. You can put on that Caucasian, Zulus, Hulus. You know what they call white people in fucking Samoan countries? Hulus? They call them fish bellies. You know why? Because you're the color of the fish's belly, and that's all you see when you're in the swimming in the bottom of the ocean is the fish's belly. That means you're easy to see at night and hunt. So how did you guys take over? <laughs> is that rhetorical? Exactly. That's very rhetorical. Because I, I still want to know the answer. I want to know. Because if I found out the answer, man, I wish I want. that's the movie I want to make. Bill, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but with black people. <laughs> it wouldn't even be a trilogy. It'd be one movie. It'd be five minutes. What are we going to do? Nigga, go back and figure out how to stop them from bringing us here. <laughs> and then calling us Indians and shit. You know what, man? Indians, I, met, I know some Indians. I met them like last week. I was at the Native American Museum, which is like literally eight. They hate calling it the Native American Museum. They were like, you know, this is bullshit that we got to have a museum about us in our own place. That's <laughs> 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 terrible. I was like, they were like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you got, at least you got a shrine. We don't have a museum yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Awkward. <laughs> Was that an awkward ending? Or do you feel mighty white right now? You should. All the black people are like, yay, let's go, nigga, let's go. March. Mighty white? You should. Mighty white. I love mighty white people. Oh. I, I don't, okay. This is that part of the show. I don't know. This is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. Don't. White guilt on a Saturday is not, not good. It's, on Saturday. <laughs> it's not on a Saturday afternoon. It's not good. They're going to really drink tonight. It's a little tonight. early. Somebody's going to really drink tonight. It's a little early for guilt. <laughs> Somebody go wrong. They're going to drink and pay two Uber drivers too much money. <laughs> Just two, though. Just two. Not three. <laughs> I want to thank Haywood for being here. You should follow him on Twitter at sign Woody Seed. Woody Seed. And uh, Haywood and I are going to be watching the Blackhawks defeat the St. Louis Blues over the next few days because if there's... That's a great team, man. This, they yeah. stole the Blues from black folks, though. Yep, that's right. <laughs> What's hey. more offensive, the St. Louis Blues <laughs> or the Utah Jazz? That's hilarious because there ain't no black folks in Utah but the Jazz. <laughs> Every nigga that play on the team. That's Do you it. know what Carl Malone did in the offseason? No what? joke. Yeah, real. He drove trucks. He drove semis. Yeah, Get yeah. Get the fuck away from Utah. He's strange. Yeah. He is. He is. He's like, I got all this money, but I want to work for a living. He is not a real Negro. His people were not slaves. <laughs> that's a perfect way to you, end it. You this let segment. me make one million dollars. That is a wrap for me. I'm gonna hire a white man to count it. Yeah, I am. It's called an accountant, right? That's what they call an accountant. <laughs> 
All right, let me get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Put your hands together for Haywood Trinipsy Jr., everybody. The 202 Comedy Festival is fantastic because you get to bring in a bunch of new different types of people. And this is a brand new guest for the show. He's never been on the show before, and I'm, I'm happy to have him here. I, I hope I get his name right. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Kevin Hanratty, everybody. Kevin Hanra- Hanratty. Yay! Kevin Hanratty. Kevin Hanratty. Kevin Thank Hanratty. You. Okay. Thank you. How are you, Kevin? Fuck you. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. On your show. Um, it's, it's good to be here. Uh, this is actually my first time uh, leaving uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Really? Uh, That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> actually, this is my first time leaving my neighborhood in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Wow, you're fr- yeah. the leaving the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I'm from uh, a neighborhood in South uh, Boston called uh, Southie. That, that's the reason it's called that is because it's uh, actually located in the south of Boston. Yeah. Yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. So what brought you to Washington, D.C.? Um, well, I, I uh, wanted to talk uh, to you about uh, a new initiative that I'm starting. You started an initiative? Y- yeah. Brought yeah. you to the Washington, D.C.? Fuck C- you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Firecracker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's the Kevin? What is the initiative? So I'm walking around my neighborhood. I see this fucking guy, right? He's walking. He has a T-shirt on, and it says "Keep Austin Weird," right? Keep Austin Weird. It's a. Do you know this T-shirt? I do know the T-shirt. It's this. It's the motto of Austin, Texas. Yes, exactly. I looked it up. It's (laughs) the motto of Austin, Texas. Um, So I've started a new initiative. In uh, my town of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Sure. Called Keep Boston Weird. You want to keep Boston weird? <laughs> Why? Why do you need an initiative to do that, Kevin? Oh, my God. I was walking around my fucking neighborhood, and I see this restaurant, and it's called the Chipotle. Okay? And I'm like, what the fuck is this doing in my neighborhood? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That's a normal reaction. And so I says, t- I says to my friend, who's also named Kevin and also a racist, and I says to him, I says, Kevin. And then he's like, hold up, I gotta get off the phone, I'm on the other line with my cousin, Kevin. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I'm back. And then I'm like, Kevin, I got something to talk to you about. He's like, sorry, I got a beep. And I said, oh, my God, Kevin, what's going on? And he's like, sorry, it's my father. It's my father, Kevin. (laughs) Really quick, your friend Kevin has a cell phone yet still maintains a beeper. Yeah, no, you got a beep on the other line. Beep on the other line? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's his father. What is this? What what kind of neighborhood are we in with the beepers? (laughs) Don't you said it. I didn't say it. What is this? The <laughs> film I Got the Hookup <laughs> with Master P? <laughs> About beepers? What are you bringing beep? <laughs> Fuck you! Get, get out of here! Anyway, so... <laughs> so he says he's, he says he's got a beep on the other line. He gets back, he's like, I can't talk to you right now. It's my father, Kevin. He's also named Kevin, 
And coincidentally, he's also a racist. Yeah, it's true. Something in the water in Southie. He Southie. says, my father's in the hospital. I got to deal with the fucking bill. <laughs> so let me deal with the fucking bill. Otherwise, they're going to keep him in the hospital for the rest of the year, and they're going to put Obamacare in him. And I don't want that to happen. Because this is our neighborhood. <laughs> so finally, Kevin calls me back. And I says, Kevin, I saw this guy walking down the street. He's wearing a T-shirt that says, Keep Austin Weird. I says, okay, they got Keep Austin Weird, but what about Keep Boston Weird, huh? Huh? Okay. It's a great idea. My neighborhood. Cat- South, Southie. Catholic, okay? Italian, okay? Wait, Multi, <laughs> multiracial. You got Italians and you got Irish in the same neighborhood. It's like a melting pot. It's a melting pot of different cultures and smells. But I says, on the corner of my street, they got this new thing. Chipotle. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do about it. This used to be a place where you could go to Kevin's Bar or Kevin's Bar across the street. <laughs> Kevin's Pub, maybe? Kevin's Pub, Kevin's Bar, or, you know, uh, Kevin's Mom has a place. What's it called? It's called, well, her name is also Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Boston, you know? Of course, of course. And guess what? Kevin's mom, she's, uh, she's uh, not, not so much as much of a racist, but she's, she's still a racist, don't worry. She's still mostly a racist. That's good to know. It's good to keep your heritage. So you you made this initiative. You want to keep Boston so weird. So Kevin says to Sorry, me on the phone. Sorry, I apologize. He said, we need to keep Boston weird. And how are we going to do that? We need to get these fucking assholes out of our neighborhood, okay? So it can stay our neighborhood. So it can stay Catholic. Of course. Okay? So we can still maintain the silence about <laughs> the atrocities that happened to us when we were children. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. When the Red Sox lost the World <laughs> Series, I'm talking about. Ah, oh, you fucking uh, wise guys. You think I'm talking about getting diddled. That's not a tragedy. It makes you stronger. <laughs> it's good for you. I was, so I was listening to my favorite band the other day. Boston. <laughs> And so I says, okay, you got these t-shirts, keep Austin weird. Let's make these fucking keep Austin weird t-shirts. Get these Chipotle pieces of shit out of our neighborhood. Neighborhood pride, it's important. You need to have pride. You need to have Celtic pride with Daniel Stern. Do you see that? No, no it's a good movie called Self- Celtic Pride. Second... Second best movie behind the fucking Departed. That's a great movie. 
That's a great movie. So now you're in Washington, D.C. So now I, ca- I, ca- <laughs> I came to Washington to tell people to never come to Boston. Because <laughs> we're keeping it weird, baby, okay? And that means no outsiders, no smelly foods, okay? That means no loud talking when I'm talking. And that means <laughs> that we're seceding officially from the United States of America. Whoa. We're going to seal ourselves off like North fucking Korea. Is this all of Boston or just Southie? Of course, it's just Southie, all of Boston, except for the smart assholes at the colleges. They could go fucking back to wherever they came from, which wasn't Boston. Because I'll tell you something. There's only been one guy from Boston ever to go to Harvard, and that was Mr. Goodwill Hunting. So <laughs> <laughs> he was the only one they let in. He was a janitor, so I don't even think he like was let in. You know that I wrote Goodwill Hunting. You did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why didn't it. why didn't you get the credit? Why don't you have an Academy Award? So I was a uh, janitor at Harvard. Okay, it was late at night. I was cleaning a classroom, and there was an impossible math equation on the chalkboard of the classroom. So I looks at it, and I'm like, "This isn't so hard. <laughs> this is pretty easy math equation." So I figure is figure figure it out, write the answer on the board, and the next day the professor says someone solved the whatever, they find me. They're <laughs> like, You're a genius. You know what I wrote on that board under that math equation? You know what the answer was? Not a clue. The answer was fuck you. Fuck you. Keep Boston fucking weird. <laughs> Kevin, I am so glad that your first and probably only trip outside of Southie was here to Poutworth to the Looking Glass Lounge. I'm going to Obama. I'm going to give him a piece of paper that I wrote. I said, we're done. We're gone. We're out of here. It's, it's going to be the United States of Boston keeping it weird 24-7, and there's nothing you can do about it because you're not from our neighborhood. <laughs> you're right. He's not. That's it. That's all I got. Kevin, I want to thank you for your time. Follow him thank on Twitter. You. It's at Southie Boston. Fuck you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Fuck thank you. you. Thank you so much. It was uh, lovely to meet you. I'm glad that you chose a comedy festival to get your point across. <laughs> you and I are going to say good nights, <gasps> and then he's going to play one last song. Oh, this is great. Allison, as a straight white man. Yes. Oh. Ooh. What made you happy and/or sad about tonight's program? Um, how white I am, first and foremost. Happy or sad? Um, I'm white, obviously happy. Hell yeah. High five. Caucasian five. Um, That's the best five there is. I don't, are there any other fives? No. 
What was the question? <laughs> oh, how good is my life? <laughs> I like how the one black guy remembers the quality of life question. That's nice. You okay? Yeah. Um, that vodka hit me, which is weird. As a white man, <laughs> you would think I'd be able to handle this better. <laughs> so My face is red. I'm crying. I pissed on myself. Classic, <laughs> my car. classic white man behavior. <laughs> I've touched every titty in the place. <laughs> white five. Thank you. Could wow. you could you do me a favor? Yes, Brandon. Next time you give someone a high five, just say white five and see if they have any reaction. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell you they probably won't. They're gonna be like, "Wow, thank you for making this better." Oh just shit! Just like Walmart. Sorry. Um, he's gonna privilege. play one more song. Brian, I know you only played a few tonight, but goddamn, those are really good songs. You're a very good performer. I'm glad I know you. You're a great guy. Allison, you're fantastic, like always. Yeah, in the spirit of uh, white people, this is the whitest song I can think of. Hell yeah. Put your hands together for me. Bye bye, everybody. There she goes. There she goes again. Racing through my brain. But I just can't contain. This feeling that remains There she goes There she goes again Pulsing through my veins But I just can't contain This feeling that remains There she goes again There she goes again If you want to come up here and sing with me, you're welcome to There she goes There she goes again She rides out rain, pulls my train no one else can heal my pain, but I just can't contain this feeling that remains. There she goes again. There she goes again. There she goes again. It's for you, my favorite, my favorite straight white man, Allison Lane. Yeah.